Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, whiter looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit. Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. It literally happens right before your eyes to help them look brighter, whiter, and more awake for up to eight hours. No wonder it's so loved by influencers, celebrities, and makeup artists, and has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Lumify is also the number one eye doctor recommended redness reliever eye drop, and it's FDA approved. No bleach, no dyes, plus it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb. So whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify eye drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out lumifyeyes.com to learn more. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And welcome back to another episode of Angel. I am. I cannot wait to talk about Kim in this wedding dress. Me too. I'm excited to process my feelings on it more than anything else. We haven't really talked about it as much as I would have expected us to. I guess we were subconsciously saving it for this. We definitely were. Yeah. Let's just get right into it. I know normally we talk about anything Kardashian in the Kardashian recap, but this is clearly the biggest story of the week. And I think that it deserves some main episode time. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yes. So as you guys know, on Thursday night, it was the third listening party for Donda. It was at Chicago Soldier Field. And during the final song of the night, Kim joins Kanye. She's wearing this Balenciaga couture wedding gown. And I think for one moment, obviously now more stuff has come out about it and we kind of understand the backstory a little bit and we know for a fact it was Kim. But I would just like to momentarily go back to the moment when the first photo was released because I think people were trying to figure out whether or not it was Kim and what was going on here. And it just seemed like full-blown chaos, at least in our DMs. Yeah, it definitely was. I think people had that moment of like, is it Kim or is it supposed to be Kim? Like it was either it was her or it was a representation of her. So either way, it involved her in some way, shape or form. And then I think the step after people realized, yes, it was absolutely her was like, is this them getting back together? Like, is this a grand announcement? Right. Which we can really deep dive that a little bit later on. I just want to personally say, I still am on the exact same page I was last week, even though some sources had come out with conflicting reports. I personally will continue to say, I think there is no world in which that happens. And I could absolutely be wrong, but to me, my mind didn't go there for one second. I was more so on the same page of what page six said, which was basically that it wasn't supposed to be a recreation of their wedding. It was more so just Kanye's performance art that Kim was willing to take part in. Yeah. And I get that. And that's my feeling on it as well. But I think that you had to have had one moment where you considered the possibility that that's what that was, because it's not just, you know, we've spoken about this so much about her supporting him and going to these shows and, and all of that. We were saying like, you know, it's not unusual for her to do that. She's very supportive of him. She would never deprive her kids of the opportunity to be there. And plus, I think that she really likes being there as well. I think she likes still having the perks of being involved in these things that Kanye does, especially on like a grand scale like this. And all of that was kind of like, none of that means they're getting back together. It just makes sense. This was the first thing where it was like, she is literally in a wedding dress. Like it wasn't just like she was involved in this in some way or shape or form. Like she was in a wedding dress. I think you had to, for a moment, be like, is this some sort of grand gesture of them getting back together? No, everything you're saying, I so agree with. And that's like the normal thought process. That's why I didn't fault anybody for thinking that. I'm just being totally honest for me. And if I really want to kind of analyze how I feel, it's because I have such a distaste for Kanye that I guess my mind just like 
stopped myself from going there because I think by nature of that, it would make me think less of Kim, which I'm not necessarily saying is right. I'm just being super honest. So I just feel the way I envisioned it was like, he has these big ideas and she says, you know what, I'm down for anything. Obviously we'll get into later on the Marilyn Manson into baby inclusion, which she apparently wasn't aware of. And we will talk about all of that, but I very much understand why people thought it. If I'm going to be a hundred percent honest with you, my mind didn't even go there. Cause I think I have programmed it to not. <laughs> I think you not even thinking it for a second is giving Kim way too much credit. Kim too much credit or? Yes. In what sense? In the sense of, obviously you didn't consider it from a Kanye angle because in your mind, there's no reason to get back with Kanye himself. Like I 100% agree with you there. Like based on Kanye's actions, specifically the Marilyn Manson end of baby thing now in retrospect, like. Everything he's done, there's literally no reason for them to get back together. For Kim to have taken place in this art in the way that she did, standing in front of him in a wedding dress, to not even consider it for one second that they could be act together was giving Kim so much credit, like as if Kim could never possibly potentially even do that. It's not on Kanye, the consideration, like the lack of consideration for them getting back together, because that's just your own personal feelings and a lot of our personal feelings. To not even consider the fact that Kim would do it is giving Kim a lot of credit. That's so interesting. And honestly, you are probably right. We can analyze that a little bit more and get into more of a discussion. I guess I should start out by saying we're not going to talk about Donda in terms of Kanye and the album. If anything, we're going to just focus on the Kim element of it. And then of course, touch on the DeBaby and Marilyn Manson inclusion, but we're not going to you know, really get into the tracks. First things first, after this comes out, this is when Page Six releases the article saying, according to Page Six, Kanye has been telling people that him and Kim are back together, but it's allegedly not true. According to a source, quote, Kanye has been telling other rappers that he and Kim are back together, but everybody knows that isn't true. The real story is that Kanye wants to beat Drake in record sales, and he's putting on a big show of performance art to grab all the media attention. They weren't talking for months after she filed for divorce, but they began talking again earlier this summer for the sake of their kids. Kim is a nice person. While she and Kanye are not back together, she's happy to support him in his work and his art. She wants a good relationship with him for the sake of their children. That, to me, I know we all obviously view news through the filter that we want to believe it. That was the story that I was kind of more on board with other than the not talking. I didn't think that at any point they weren't talking, but that version made the most sense to me. I don't know how you feel about that. No, that makes the most sense to me too. And after a little while, I realized that it wasn't that they were getting back together. And that wasn't my overwhelming thought. I just, when I saw them, the thought A crossed my mind for a second and I wasn't like happy about it. It wasn't like, I was like, oh my God, are they getting back together? I was like, oh, this is a little weird. Like, I hope they're not getting back together. Like, I hope this isn't some like big announcement, but this is the type of thing where like, let's say Kanye was still Kanye, like the original Kanye and they had split for a little while and he wasn't this, like, you know, he was relatively controversial as Kanye once was, but hadn't become this like really truly hateable person which he he is now had they split during kind of that era and this had happened I think everyone would have been like holy shit they are getting back together like this would have been the grand announcement like the way they did this had any other artist had a show like this and their ex showed up in a wedding dress the initial reaction would have been like oh my god this is them getting back together Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which, you know, you're right. Totally. I think that that's a, a very valid point. And I also think that if we didn't know how willing Kim was to go along with his art, we maybe would have been a little bit more taken aback by it. However, she has proven time and time again that 
whatever kind of idea he builds up in his mind, if he wants her to take part, she is willing. So I think that was another strike in the box of like, this doesn't necessarily mean anything. It could just be her going along with it for the art's sake. A hundred percent. Like had this been anybody else, like I was saying, like it would have meant something. It doesn't necessarily mean something. Had she just been included in this and shown up in a normal Balenciaga outfit, I wouldn't have even thought about it for a second. But the wedding dress is so striking to like not take a second and be like, what is going on here? So then after this is when the TMZ article breaks titled, Kim and Kanye divorce no longer a done deal. They're privately working on a relationship. Just reading two quick lines. Quote, sources close to Kim and Kanye tell us there's actually a chance they could get back together. Quote, they've been spending time together privately and working on rebuilding the foundation of their relationship. While our sources say the divorce is still on, it is possible Kim might withdraw the divorce petition. Quote, both Kim and Ye want what's best for their kids, and if they can work things out, it's a win for the entire family. Again, I'm sure there's a portion of people that saw that and believe that a rekindling is on the horizon. And I mean, I have no more information than you have, just in my personal stance. I, I can't see it. I'm sorry. I just think it's too far gone at this point. I think so too. But I mean, listen, we'll see how things play out. Obviously, there is still a love there between them, whether that's like a platonic love or a what we had in the past love, because if there wasn't, I I don't think that she would be willing to do these things with him. Um, because at a certain point, you know, having this level of involvement in the things that he's doing and creating headlines and, you know, sparking rumors such as them getting back together, if there wasn't that level of love there and like still admiration, she wouldn't be taking place in this. She wouldn't be putting herself through it. So I personally do not see a scenario in which they're getting back together. But if they did get back together, it's not like you could look at it and be like, wow, I cannot believe that happened. Like she seemed so unbelievably done with him. Like she didn't want a thing to do with him because obviously that's not the case entirely. No, of course not. And you're right. There are some people that that support would not extend itself to professional endeavors, right? Like if they were so done with the person, they would never even want to not only support, but especially not partake. So you are completely right. I think also though, Kim, as we know, is very aware of what builds hype and there's potentially nothing that would have gotten this much media attention and media attention most likely has a direct correlation with downloads. And so she understands kind of the assignment if we want to put it in those terms. Absolutely. I so agree. The one other thing I want to mention before we get into the DeBaby and Marilyn Manson element of it is that if you were in the camp of people that were believing that this was some sort of an announcement of a rekindling, I think a point that really sold it home for you, or at least this is my perception of it based on what I saw in our DMs, is when Kylie and Chloe and the other family members were posting the photo of Kim. And I think Chloe wrote something like, you know, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I think a lot of people interpreted that as, oh my God, is this like familial support for this potential removal of divorce. Right. I wonder if, I wonder how the conversation with the kids went because North is old enough to kind of understand that now. And I can imagine that being a little bit confusing for her. Yeah. I, you know, that's something that I don't know if they will ever share because it's so personal, but I would be very curious how the conversation not only went down it initially, but then also continue to kind of evolve as their relationship and their understanding of the arrangement changed, you know? Right. Exactly. Like think about it as compared again, totally different. And I know they technically weren't married, but just for one second, if you put it in terms of like Courtney and Scott having the conversation with him, it's such a, it's like, it's on a different playing field. I can't even, I can't even try to 
you know, compare the two. Right. Where like in this situation, there's kind of this very public display of support that confused a lot of people and could confuse North as well. If she understands the concept of her mom standing in front of her dad in a wedding dress, is that something that's going to be confusing for her? The difference with Mason is that his, you know, confusion, quote unquote, or his view of his parents, as we had spoken about so many times in the past, pre-Travis, wasn't like necessarily their public actions because he was used to seeing them as friends and getting along really well, which I'm sure was nothing but great for him. His could have come from the fact of seeing all of these TikTok edits and people talking about his family getting back together and his parents getting back together in a way that he didn't consider and seeing edits of them being in love and, you know, photos of them that he probably hadn't 100% seen because he was too young to remember. And that's what was so interesting about the Mason with Courtney and Scott era. Totally. And also, listen, it's not that I think that you as the child creates your interpretation of your parents' relationship based on the media, but Mason is obviously a lot older than North. And if you're online, and especially if you're looking for it, it was hard at a certain point to not see the entire internet kind of banning together towards a Courtney and Scott rekindling. So at the very least, even if it didn't confuse him or change his perception, I would just be curious how it was to receive that as a child. Because obviously when you're not a child of famous parents, you can't even try to imagine what that must be like. Right. Like hypothetically, there was a scenario in which both of them, both North, I mean, and Mason would have come to their parents and said, like, people are talking about you guys getting back together. Is that something that's happening? Right. That's like a very real thing that could have easily happened. Right. And I'm sure a lot of celebrity kids have experienced that in their lifetime. I'm sure a lot of celebrity kids have walked into a grocery store, seen their parents on the cover of of like a trashy magazine saying they're getting back together when they're not and having to ask their parents if that was the truth. Of course. And I just think that any example you want to give, it's only heightened when it comes to Kardashians because it's just everywhere. Absolutely. So in terms of the Marilyn Manson and the baby appearances, which were just so widely disappointing, Royzen O'Connor was writing for The Independent, and she spoke about the guest appearances being, quote, impossible to forget or forgive. Mason for the multiple sexual assault lawsuits he is facing, and DeBaby for his controversial comments about HIV-infected individuals. She specifically called out Manson's presence, quote, inexcusable and leaving a, quote, sour taste that no number of good beats, gospel choirs, or church organs will cleanse. Which I thought was such a great way to put it because automatically, and this is in my opinion, I recognize I am not a Kanye fan. However, no longer was I able to view the album objectively because that entire experience just tainted it for me because it was so deeply offensive and disappointing. Yeah, it was it was just disgusting and like so unbelievably disappointing to see, especially especially when you had an album that has already garnered so much hype. I mean, this was the third listening party. This was all people have spoken about for weeks on end. There didn't need to be this giant, obviously there didn't need to be, but especially in terms of like creating hype around something or like whatever it is that Kanye thought he was doing, there was no reason for there to be this like controversial thing that took place to get people talking. People were already talking. So to include them was regardless of anything else, regardless of a publicity stunt, regardless of what you were trying to accomplish, like disgusting beyond words, but entirely, entirely unnecessary, regardless of any situation. Like the fact that they were there, I actually cannot wrap my head around. And the fact that that kind of took place with backlash that I would honestly say was 
not as much as I would have expected was shocking to me. Right. And I think that the other thing that was so upsetting about it was how deeply intentional it was. You know, sometimes things happen and they are upsetting or they are offensive, but you can kind of understand how maybe it was an oversight. Whereas this was like, let me take two of the most problematic people. One whose incident was very recent. I would call it a baby's incident recent, wouldn't you? Yeah. I would call both of them like in terms of when the public became aware of it, both very recent. Right. And say, let me completely disregard and disrespect anybody that they have upset, offended, victimized, and you know, just put them on the forefront for sake of my publicity. I'm sorry. It is absolutely disgusting. And in my opinion, there's nothing anybody could say to defend that. No, there's nothing to defend it. And also, I personally, like what I'm going to say, do not agree with like at all. I think what DaBaby did was absolutely disgusting and inexcusable in my opinion. And I think for most of us feel 100% that way. I think that if somebody were to try and make a stand about cancel culture or about, you know, quote, educating people, you know, for the things that they say, like I can understand using DeBaby as that example, hypothetically. Again, I do not agree with it. I think what DeBaby did was literally repulsive and his response to what he did was also disgusting. We're not dealing with somebody who said something inappropriate and wrong and offensive and then immediately apologized and you know learned from what he said and went forward and tried to fix it like this is somebody who continued to double down on their actions but i guess like in a hypothetical scenario where somebody was trying to make an argument about cancel culture and using debaby as the example i can almost understand his involvement i again don't agree with it but could almost understand it to bring marilyn manson out who was accused of like very heinous, disgusting things and like abuse, sexual assault. Like that's not cancel culture. That's not like controversial figures. This is somebody who is an abuser. So even the two of them don't necessarily correlate in my mind for them to be brought out together. Like the Marilyn Manson aspect of it is just disgusting. And if I'm being honest, which like maybe a hot take here, I think that it's wrong that that Kim didn't say anything about it. Right. And that's exactly what I wanted to talk about because I don't think it's a hot take. I completely agree with you. And also, I think that in the moment, I was really confused, as were a lot of other people, because the two things were basically happening simultaneously. And say what you want about Kim, but that's not normally something she would ever do or want to be in association with. And so according to E, she had absolutely no idea and quote, she would never have participated in something if she knew Manson was a part of it. She felt blindsided by Kanye since she quote, truly had no idea about the extent of his plans. I'm my response to that is that I 100% believe that to be true in the sense of like I don't think she got a rundown with Kanye of every single detail at all. I think she agreed that she was going to do the wedding dressing. However, I do think that it could be in the cards for her to now after the fact just say exactly what that article said, you know, I had no idea of this inclusion and I would not have participated if I knew it. I don't think that it's asking too much for her to say that. I 100% agree. First of all, I am, and we've spoken about this a million times on this podcast in terms of like the quote Kardashian curse. Like we do not believe in holding the woman accountable for what the man has done. With that being said, Kanye did something, Kim had a part in it, and they existed in the same show together. I'm not saying that Kim has to take responsibility for Kanye doing that. It is not her responsibility. But to let it happen without saying a word afterwards is inappropriate to me and it's not right. It's like you literally 
took place on that stage. I understand that at the time you didn't know what was taking place with Marilyn Manson. I 100% believe that. A quote to page six from a source is not good enough for me. I agree. You know, especially, listen, everybody should have the same reaction, but especially as a woman and as somebody with daughters, I think that it's, you know, Kim is just so conscious. And there was another article that said, you know, basically like, Kim is so conscious of wanting to be associated with positive publicity. You know, she's no longer in the phase of her life where she wants attention for negative things as well. And I believe that. I think that she really does try to align herself with, you know, positive things. And and this is just so the opposite of that. And and honestly, you know, I would I don't know how their relationship goes, but I would be curious to know if there was a conversation between her and Kanye, because personally, if it were me, I think I'd be really pissed. I think your desire for controversy and headlines and attention to potentially, you know, beat out Drake is never an excuse for something like this. And it's just, it's just gross. I'm sorry. It just is. No, it is. And by the way, that's the whole issue with Kanye now is that exactly what you were saying, this need for the competition and the controversy and the creating headlines, no matter what it is you're saying, just to be controversial, like that has consumed Kanye. Like that has consumed him over the past couple of years. And I think that that is one of the biggest issues with what we've seen happen to him is like, it has become such a part of his identity in such a negative way that it's overtaken every single thing that he does to the point where like it is entirely unenjoyable like Kanye was always controversial but like there was an element of Kanye's controversy that actually did good a lot of the times and I know that sounds crazy to you because you were never really a Kanye fan but a lot of people really feel that way like a lot of the things he did were outspoken but outspoken in somewhat of a positive way at times And it's just turned into this thing where he's outspoken just for the sake of being outspoken and controversial just for the sake of being controversial, especially when it's things that you know he doesn't even believe in because he's spoken in the past against them. For example, with DaBaby, there's a 2005 interview of Kanye that he was like very heavily praised for kind of recently, I think, that I saw circulating about him talking about how wrong it is for there to be all of these anti-gay feelings within the rap community and how he doesn't understand it. And that was controversial at the time in 2005, but it was positively controversial. So like to watch him do things now, like bring DaBaby out and bring Marilyn Manson out, it's so confusing to watch because this idea of controversy is so overtaken him to the point where he's doing it in things that if you were looking at the old Kanye, it's not even things he believes. Right, exactly. That's that's what it is. It's that the mission of the end goal has completely overtaken the process in which to get there. And it's, I think, really kind of hindered his almost like morality, you know, in a way. And I also, I think that this is an important point to mention. In the height of the tweeting, you know, months back, what we said and what we continue to say is like, even if we disagree with pretty much everything Kanye is doing and saying right now, of course, we acknowledge that his mental illness plays a role. And if we want to have this overwhelming stance of like, you have to be sensitive and compassionate to those struggling with mental illness, that has to also extend itself to people that you may not like. I was saying that, you know, for myself, because I've never been a Kanye fan. That being said, that's all 100% real. 100%. And there are definitely certain things when that comes into the conversation. Bringing Marilyn Manson into baby on stage, I'm sorry, th- that's not an excuse. That's not, uh, you know, that's all, actually, I would say, almost offensive um, to individuals struggling with bipolar disorder to use that as any sort of excuse. No, I absolutely agree. I also think, 
And this is the like kind of the last thing that I'll say about in terms of like the response to the Marilyn Manson and the baby thing, because I do again, obviously that was not taken well. There was a lot of controversy about it. People were very upset, but the extent to which people should have been upset was not there. Like to me, the wrongness of it and how inappropriate it was, was not met with the reaction on the internet that it should have been. Like this should have been an out of control reaction for people to have. And they just didn't. And I think one of the main issues here is a conversation that you and I have often, which is like, men don't typically hold other men accountable for the things they do. And I think this was case in point in the Kanye situation. Like people were so excited about this album and so excited about Kanye himself that the fan base of like men in general did not hold him accountable for this. They, and I think that is such a larger conversation, obviously, but that is really how I felt during this as well. It's a phenomenal point and it is so accurate. And I think that what's really interesting about it with this particular example is that when you really think about it, that's just a follow-up to the bigger issue of men not holding men accountable, which is Kanye not holding Marilyn Manson accountable, right? So it's just a continuation of that. Absolutely, yes. A million percent, yes. Anyway, it's a much longer discussion that I'm sure that we could have and and will continue to have as this all unfolds. But I just want to acknowledge that if you were anybody that felt a similar way that we did and just were really kind of disgusted by that whole thing, I just want to validate that feeling for you and know that you're definitely uh, not alone. And might I add, you know, everything that he tried, I guess, worked because if you look at the reports today, it earned almost 100 million first day streams on the global Spotify chart, which is the second biggest album debut of all time. Yeah, I mean, listen, like, if you are somebody who can separate the person from the art and still be excited about the album, like, I understand that completely. I think we do that with a lot of people. I think you have to with a lot of different artists. Like for me, I can say that in terms of Kanye releases, like I was not particularly excited about this, like as I would have been in the past. And obviously, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you know that like probably for the first year and a half of this podcast, I spoke about my love for Kanye very consistently. Um, And I was a very big defender of Kanye and a lot of the things he did. But also when you're talking about the scale of the things that he did and the way that he acted, there has been a major, major change over the last couple of years. And it's it's one of those things where I can understand still loving his music. I personally, his old music and the stuff, you know, kind of prior to the past two albums, I would say, I still listen to almost every single day because it's like some of my favorite music of all time. But obviously with the way that Kanye has been recently in the past couple of years, it is too much for me to have that same level of excitement, even about his music. Yeah, of course. And and I think some people do have more of that separation and others don't. I'm much more like you. I can't. It just, it, it kills it for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, one other thing that I wanted to mention of this kind of on a lighter note was when Kim posted the Insta stories of all the different songs and everybody saw that her volume was all the way down and then she reposted with the volume up. It was just such a prime example of like, I'm sure she had thought so much about those stories and not considered that. And then she right. probably saw it and was like, God damn it. I, that was very funny. Let's talk about something near and dear to our hearts, our furry companions. Life is full of unexpected twists, just like the ones we love to uncover about our favorite celebs. But sometimes those twists involve our four-legged friends. 
Imagine navigating the unpredictable world of pet parenthood, where every day is a new adventure. Our partner, Spot Pet Insurance, wants to share a message to help make sure you're prepared for any unexpected curveballs, whether it's a sudden illness or an unplanned trip to the vet. Spot Pet Insurance can be your secret weapon against the unexpected. With Spot, you can get up to 90% cash back on eligible vet bills, helping you with those surprising expenses that seem to pop up when you least expect them. But wait, there's more. Spot Pet Insurance plans go beyond just offering coverage for accidents and illnesses. You can enhance your plan with their preventive care benefit, ensuring that routine wellness, vaccines, and more can be covered too. Head over to spotpet.com today to get a quote instantly. Trust us, it's the easiest thing you'll do to help secure the well-being of your dog or cat. Visit www.spotpet.com today. Paid ad from Spot Pet Insurance. Waiting periods, annual deductible, coinsurance, benefit limits, and exclusions may apply. For all terms, visit spotpetins.com slash sample hyphen policy. Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. Two minor things that I would not necessarily say are breaking news, but we just had to discuss them. I'm sure you all saw those paparazzi photos of Ben Affleck with his mom and his son at the Century City Mall looking at engagement rings at Tiffany, which was really just something to see. I have to talk about this because I've actually been laughing about this for a full week that the headlines on this story of Ben Affleck at Tiffany's with his mom and son was that like he was looking at engagement rings as if Ben Affleck would get Jennifer Lopez's ring from the Century City Mall from the floor model of the Tiffany. Like to me, I have been laughing about this. I can't even tell you how hard. Well, yeah, the whole like believability aspect of it was so low for that exact reason. And also let us not forget that in 2002, when he had proposed to her initially, it was a 6.1 carat pink diamond from Harry Winston. It reportedly cost two and a half million dollars. That ring is still spoken about today, completely in separation from Ben and JLo. Like that ring, in my opinion, I think was viewed as so spectacular and so different and so special. And also there's a real kind of decadence to a pink diamond. So he has to follow that up with something either equal or better if he's ever going to engage. I almost want him to propose with a floor model ring from the Century City Mall Tiffany's because I actually think I that's how, like cause of death, Ben proposes with a, a Tiffany ring from the Century City Mall. Just to see JLo's response. That's all I want filmed. I say, like, I cannot even imagine. To me, running with that story is so unbelievably funny and like, I'm sorry, lacks such an understanding of who J-Lo is as a person and who Ben Affleck is actually. Yeah. Also, listen, if there's one thing that J-Lo has experience with, it is rings, engagement rings. And not only going back to 2002, but the most recent A-Rod Stone was, as Jill Cargman said on this podcast, something that Johnny Weir could do tricks on. (laughs) Right? Exactly. (laughs) And just to add, because I I know obviously we always have to add these little disclaimers, a Tiffany ring is fucking gorgeous. You would, most people would be insanely lucky to end up with that engagement ring. It's just not for JLo. I pray to God, and I'm so glad that you added that disclaimer. And I pray to God that people at this point listening to the podcast understand that that's kind of like our continuous disclaimer. But yes, (laughs) of course. For me, if somebody picked out a Tiffany ring, I'd be ecstatic. I'm not J-Lo though. I was going to say, of course, this is not our personal opinion. And by the way, not just somebody. If Ben Affleck wants to go to Tiffany at the Century City Mall, I'm obviously not going to say no. 
<laughs> he was probably picking out like a promise ring for his son's girlfriend. I know. He, I, Julie, he, I'm telling you, once I saw on uh, Google that he's what, like 6'2, six, 6'3? Six, 6'4. 6'4. Oh, Jesus. That really woke me up. Yeah. It just, he's so hot. I don't care what anybody says. I think he is so sexy and I kind of downplay it here, but I, you know how hot I think he is. I mean, I wrote you like a literal thesis about my opinions on the resurgence of Ben Affleck. I have a, I like might have to write a book about it. Yeah, it's it's a such a fun topic, and you know what's really fun? I realized this when I was at Jamie's house this weekend that parents love to talk about it. Yes, because it's something they finally understand. Like, yeah, there is nothing parent. This is really funny that you said that. There's nothing parents love more than when you bring up two people that they know. No, especially when so much of the conversation is dominated by people that they have never even heard of. Like we were talking and I and Jamie said something about Charlie and Dixie and Carol was like, you may as well be speaking another language. And then once we said Ben Affleck, she immediately was tuned in. They get to join the conversation and it's their greatest joy. I'm telling you, it consistently happens every single time. They will – because – it's something that's really funny when you spend a lot of time with your friends and your parents or your parents' friends like kind of as a group because most of the time they kind of just sit there and let you talk and it's very observational. And in my experience, like all of my friends' parents, my parents, everybody who I'm with who's older loves that aspect of just hearing kids or like teenagers or 20-year-olds talk about what they're going to talk to even if it comes off as like a foreign language then. Like your dad always says that to us. Like it's like watching like a ping pong match, like just going yeah. back and forth listening to us speak. But as soon as you mentioned not one but two names that they are intimately familiar with and they get to join that conversation, it's game over. Yeah. All of a sudden my dad – and this actually happened. It's like, oh, I loved him in Argo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I am one of those people where every year on Daylight Savings, having that extra hour of light in the evening just like completely transforms my mood. I feel like I am not me when it gets dark at 4 p.m. And obviously the flip side of that is that first morning after springing forward can be rough. So I want to tell you about something that can make it so much easier, so much more enjoyable. It's called Hatch. And Hatch can help you choose sleep, prioritize healthy habits, and then also make the time change transition seamless and enjoyable. So the Hatch Restore helps you build sleep habits that make your unwind and wake routines simple and enjoyable. So a phone-free bedtime, no matter what time of year it is, which again, is really a habit I'm trying to change this year, and this has very much helped it. And then with the Hatch Plus subscription, you can access the latest routine-building features like Cue to Unwind, which signals you that it's time for bed, and Pillow Talk, which is kind of like your favorite shows or socials without the screen to keep you up. For me, that's like such a wonderful feature because it helps me unwind, but not in a way that feels unnatural. It's kind of like the benefit I get from scrolling my phone without scrolling my phone. And then waking up in the morning is just so much more peaceful. Like I don't think it's good to wake up to that jarring alarm sound. So to have kind of an easy wake up, I've just really enjoyed my morning so much more. Right now, Hatch is offering our listeners $20 off your purchase of the Hatch Restore and free shipping at hatch.co slash CBC. Visit hatch.co slash CBC to get $20 off and free shipping. Hatch.co slash CBC. The continuation of the paparazzi photos of Zoe Kravitz and Channing Tatum is something that I would like to mention because I am getting such a level of enjoyment from watching the, I don't know, what seems to be bliss that they're operating with. 
again, the way you downplayed the fact that you just recently found out that Ben Affleck was 6'4 is the way I'm downplaying how I feel about this couple because I am obsessed. Can I tell you that I spent the entire weekend searching for them around New York City? It's crazy, Julie, because everywhere that they've been spotted have been places that not only do you go, but that we pass all the time. We had my birthday dinner at Waverly and they were there Friday night. I know. It's crazy that that hasn't happened yet. It will though. You'll, you'll see them. Just don't... I- you, this is this is the issue with you. I think that I'm going to call it like the Timothy Chalamet effect. You get a very one track mind when it comes to wanting to see people like that downtown, and it'll never happen when you're so focused on it. You have to kind of remove it from your mind, and that's when it'll happen. I know because I've had a couple of good spottings. This is like one of my favorite activities, by the way, is like walking by places and just like because it's on my walk anyway. And if you just like happen to see somebody, it's always exciting, obviously, because I just love a spotting and I've seen some people, but it's never the people I want to see. For example, no. it's never Rihanna and ASAP Rocky. No, but I still would hold out faith for that. Also, I don't even want to talk about it yet because it was completely speculation and there's no reason to get worked up over it. But did you see that article last week about, you know, a sources say that they could be moving closer and closer to engagement? I don't know. I did. I did see that. I just, I don't know how I feel about it yet. I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get ahead of myself here. I just love watching them in action and taking it for what it is as now, as for now. Yeah. It's really fun to watch. Incredibly. It's incredibly fun to watch Channing Tatum and Zoe also. I can't even tell you. I think there's something also about when the relationship is seemingly unfolding in your own city. Like obviously if you live in LA, you're so used to that, but like that's where typically most things happen. When people are spotted, it's at LA restaurants. It's at LA hotspots and bars and locations. Obviously, there's such an insane amount of celebrity culture that takes place in New York. But typically, when you're reading about things and you're looking at paparazzi photos, it's not typically unfolding in a major way in the restaurants that you go to and the places you walk by every single day as a New York person. So for ASAP and Rihanna, for their relationship to be playing out in the city, for Channing and Zoe, their relationship to be playing out in the city, like it, it adds that level of excitement. It's like the joke about New York being the fifth, you know, Sex in the City character. Yes, I, and you know something, it really fits the couple. I just think that it is so much more natural to the way that I would envision that they operate. Because you've hit on something key here, or we both have, which is if you're a cool couple, you're cooler in the city than you are in LA, and I will stand by that a million percent. I will stand by that too. However, if you're not in the city, I actually think it can highlight the potential try-hard nature of your relationship. And I never view New York relationships as try-hard. I always view LA relationships. No, as no, no, no. I'm, I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying that if you are like a very typical quote LA relationship, you you do not get to then benefit from the quote cool factor of New York because even when you are seen in New York, I think if anything, the lack of coolness is highlighted. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, exactly. Le- yes. Let me break it down for you and take it a step further. If you're an LA couple and you get spotted walking into Carbone, your relationship is uncool to me. Like you are try hard in New York. If you are Channing Tatum and you're Zoe Kravitz and you just happen to be in New York, that's what makes it cool. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I cannot even tell you how happy I am that we just had this discussion. I feel incredibly satisfied. Yeah. I feel really satisfied too. I actually kind of just like took a, a really nice exhale. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. I wish we could high five. I, you know what? I hit my computer. 
Okay, so if you've been listening to the podcast for a while now, there are two things you probably know about me. The first is that I am a diehard OG Skims fan. Like there have literally been times where we've had to pause recording because a certain product dropped that I needed to buy. And second of all, you know, historically, I kind of just never wear a bra. So what we're talking about here is kind of merging those two things because listen, I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm never gonna be a daily bra wear. It's just not in the cars for me, never has been, never will be. However, there's recently been more events and I've kind of had a lot of weddings and just there's sometimes you gotta wear a bra. And when I tell you, Skims is changing the game for me because that same comfort that I talk about with the underwear or the loungewear, they did that with the bras. And recently in the past month, I've worn the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra and the no-show balconette bra. I had to wear that one to a wedding under a dress. And like, it was the first time in my life where number one, I wasn't miserable. And second of all, I didn't come home and just like immediately want to take it off, which I'm telling you is a foreign concept for me. They're just so comfortable. It's like, I really felt like I was wearing nothing. I'm, I'm such a fan of everything that they make. So I guess it makes total sense that I love the bras, but like, I'm telling you, you will have the same experience. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. Definitely do that. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Okay, last thing that we wanted to mention was, I'm sure you all saw this Dolce & Gabbana show in Venice on Sunday. I, I should preface by saying, I know that there's a lot of problematic things within Dolce & Gabbana. We're not going to talk about the show. I just quickly want to mention Courtney and Travis because they were in Italy on vacation. I didn't realize that they were then going to go to the show. I probably should have, but I don't know. I said to Julie and Isabel yesterday, or maybe two days ago when the photos of Courtney in that denim shirt came out, like the crop top with them eating ice cream. I was like, I know we've been talking for a while about obviously the sexual energy that they both exude in these photos and they're so in love and this and that. I don't know if it has to do with being in Italy or if it has to do with her cutting her hair, but I feel like if I had to choose one word to describe what is radiating from Kourtney Kardashian right now, it would just be calmness. Like to me, she is so calm and present in the moment. And again, I do not know her, but I can't explain to you the way that I feel about these photos. It feels like every single time they're together, Courtney is like having this epiphany of like, oh, this is what ease in a relationship is supposed to be like. Yes. Yes. And it's really special to watch. Even, you know, I know that there were those photos of them at the Dolce & Gabbana show and it started to rain. She was sitting on his lap and most people or a lot of people in our DMs like really loved that. There were definitely the people, even those that are big fans that were like, okay, this is too much. Can't you just get your own chair? Like this, this is a lot. I can understand that. And I just think it depends on the way that you view the couple, because for me, I'm just not annoyed by it. However, I recognize if it was another couple, I maybe would be. So I don't want to like discredit that opinion. It's just so not mine because I can't get sick of that content for some reason. Yeah. To me, it's, there are a lot of couples that are like that where it's cringy and it's like, okay, enough. Like, what are you trying to prove? With Courtney and Travis, I never view them as trying to prove anything. So to me, that cringe factor isn't there. Right. Last thing I want to mention is if you saw this morning, Kim had posted like a PR package that she got from Mario. It was his makeup. And in the video, you hear North ask like, Mario, who's that? Kim was like, oh my God, how could you be so uneducated? And she's like, do you still work with him? And she's like, Kim's like, of course we still work with Mario. He's just in New York. Yeah, that was very funny. I always love her stories where North is in the background because you always get her saying the funniest things. Like, remember that one video that's forever my favorite 
where Kim is hiding in the bathroom during like the beginning of the pandemic. And she's like, I'm in the guest room. I'm hiding from my kids. And all of a sudden you hear North go, hey, that's not nice. (laughs) (laughs) She has the best commentary. And by the way, that Mario observation is one that we've all had individually of like, where is he? So she was asking the questions we all want to know. And as we have said multiple times, there was no falling out. He's just in New York. Being cool in New York. Yes. Can I ask you a question, like, for one more Kardashian topic here? Yeah, of course. So, obviously, you saw Chloe's tweets that were mm-hmm. kind of, like, going off on people for their opinions of her and talking about her and whatever it was. Was there something specific that I missed? Because it felt like a very strong reaction to a lack of a story. I personally didn't see anything either. The only, like, quote thing, because I have to imagine it's in association with Tristan, I could be wrong, were the photos of them taking True to Gymnastics and then also the photos of them together at Savannah James's surprise party. Right. It was very like, I mean, listen, it's it's very Chloe to do that. And I think that if she feels that she's being treated unfairly, she has every single right to respond. And I actually agree with her because she said something about like, maybe I should be doing this more. Like, yeah. If somebody is treating you in a way that you don't think is right, then respond as you feel appropriately. I was just confused because there's been so many other stories about her that have circulated in such a major way that she hasn't responded to. And this time I saw like such a strong response, but didn't know what the origin of it was. And I was so unbelievably confused by that. I still don't really know the full origin. If anybody does, obviously tell us in the DMs. Right. I also loved Courtney's cameo when he's all that. Did you watch? I didn't watch yet. Oh, you didn't watch it? You did tell me that you watched. I haven't watched yet. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. Listen, it, it, if you go into it expecting this like extraordinary movie, you're obviously not going to get it. It's like a very cheesy movie, but it's exactly what you would expect. And like for me, it's just I love when I don't have to think. I can be on my phone. It's not high stakes. So I enjoyed it because I just enjoyed watching Addison. But like obviously don't go into it expecting like cinematic genius, but I just thought it was great. No, I definitely wouldn't go into it expecting anything. My thing in watching it is like I love her so much. I don't want my view of her to change. No, it won't. It won't. Okay. The only other thing that I wanted to mention was if you guys heard in the beginning, in the intro, we didn't say our normal, you know, and we're the girls behind comments by celebs. Just because we've recently been feeling like the girls has to go. It's a little bit too young. And I almost feel like it kind of lessens the the brand that we're trying to build. So we've been thinking about it for a while. Our friend Brian really drove home the point to us. And so we're figuring out how we want to do the intro. If we want to have another word there or just leave it as is. So Let us know what you think, but in case you were thrown off by that, we are just actively figuring it out. Yes, we are figuring it out. (laughs) Okay, we love you guys so much. We will see you Thursday for Kardashians, Friday for Bravo, and we are so unbelievably lucky. Thank you so much for letting us do this. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like, Generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract, and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. 
That's right. You don't take yada yada from life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide.